Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? I'm Justin. This is Off Real Podcast, and I have a great guest today. No further ado, we're going to welcome her onto the show. And guys, we're at Hype Waco. Hype Waco. Not only is the, the mural in the store awesome, but they got a great selection of shoes, clothes. They uh, carry local designers. They carry vintage. It's pretty much a dope place to come. Uh, come see Ryan. He'll get you fixed up and uh, get you taken care of. Wendy, let's talk about you. Okay. Hey, what do you so, want to know? What I want to know. First, let's talk about <clears throat> Wendy. What's your Instagram title name? It's Wendy Does Waco. Wendy Does. Why does Wendy do Waco? Uh, well, I was a reporter at the Waco Trib for six years. Oh, awesome. And my blog at the Trib was Wendy Does Waco. Uh, just because it's catchy. So. Yeah, it is. It definitely caught my eye. Um, let's talk about what's one of the... Uh, I love writers for papers. Tell me something. Tell me a crazy story or an instance that comes to mind right away. Um, so, Las Vegas during the economic downturn uh, was having some trouble with tourism, and so they did a contest and chose a small town to take the entire town out to Vegas for a vacation, and they chose Cranfield's Gap, which is in the area, and has like 300 residents, and they took like 108 or so of those residents to Las Vegas and I got to go along and report back in fact for that um, for that trip it was Wendy does Vegas but and and report on what they were doing in Vegas and um, yeah so that was a little crazy a chartered flight with an Elvis impersonator and free-flowing champagne it was it was definitely a highlight <laughs> okay I had no idea you're gonna say that but I worked at a place in Clifton Gloff Ford. Uh -huh. I don't remember which one I worked at. It was very short, and that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I worked with a guy named David, I okay. believe, who is, was the mayor of Cranfield's Gaps when that happened. Oh, you know that's amazing. Short hair. He, um, I don't know who he was then or if yeah. you ever met him. But he used to talk about that all the time. Yeah, it was it was a really, really interesting trip. And the Vegas Tourism Board did that, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So where did you grow up at? Um, so I, my family's always been in San Antonio. But my parents were split, so I actually grew up a lot in um, the Carolinas and Kentucky and St. Louis, and I was born in D.C. Okay. And um, but then always coming back to Texas because that's where my family's from. So. So did you go? Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to high school in Greenville, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, those are cool places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in Texas? Oh, I've been locked for this last Yeah, time. so the longest place I've lived anywhere is Waco, and in December it turned 13 years. Congratulations, so. Texas loves you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, what's your favorite, what's your go-to place to eat here in Waco? In Waco? Um, so one of my very favorite places is Dee's Mediterranean. Um, it's Dee's Mediterranean Grill, I guess, and the family is lovely that owns it, but it's really funny because um, 
they've got this really authentic Lebanese Mediterranean food. But then the other side of the menu, they have like fried chicken tenders and uh, French fries and gravy and rolls and stuff. And so like I can go and my mom can go and we're both happy, you know, yes. so she can get her Southern food. But um, it's it's just a really, the food is fantastic and um, it's, it's a fun place. Have you been to, uh, when you said the two different menus, it made me think of Ketox? Yeah, I have been to Ketox before, and I know people are nuts about their burger and their veggie fries, but um, and when it comes to local burger, uh, my heart goes to Double R. That was my next question. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, Double R. That's a good choice. Very good choice. Um, so let's, what's what's uh, something about Waco that you're excited about right now? What's uh... Um, <clears throat> okay, it's it's going to be a little bit nerdy, but um, but I, I I work for a contractor for the city, so I am I am a nerd. But um, I'm excited about us being able to grow our status as a conference and convention city. Oh, um, our geographic location is perfect for it because we're in the middle of the state, and we already draw a good bit. But we, all we have is our convention center. But we have some. Um, we have like eight hotels on the way that are being built and some of them are conference hotels which means we can draw even more conferences and that helps us diversify our community it helps more people learn about Waco and all the things going on in Waco and um, and while people are here for conferences they eat in our restaurants and they shop in our shops and that's that's great for all of us because all that sales tax goes into the general fund and helps us you know, fill potholes and hire police officers and stuff. So, yeah, I was um, telling Ryan before we started that um, the Waco resurgence—maybe uh, it's just a surge, but whatever it is—it's pretty awesome right now. Things that you know, I didn't know Waco would really be able to uh, sustain. They're doing. Oh yeah. You know, and it's even growing, so it's pretty awesome. Um, Thirteen years ago, so you got here in two thousand and six. Two thousand six. Yes, and you've seen a lot of change. Yeah, for sure. I have definitely seen um, the goodwill towards Waco change. When I first moved here, it was um, you went somewhere else, and people were like, "Oh, Branch Davidians," Waco and Waco. Uh, yeah, and now you go somewhere, and people go fix a rapper, and yeah, that's true. Um, so it's um, it's fun to see that that goodwill change, like. Because people were like, "Oh, Waco," and now they're like, "Waco," yeah. and um, and that's good for us. That's good. That's good press, and that's good vibes. Um, but but I think what I like even more, and what I've seen especially recently, is Waco arts and culture find their footing. Yes. And um, you hear more local music. You see more local art, and you realize how rich Waco culture is. And um, and people are, you know, the the voice of it is louder, and the pride is stronger, and that's what I love. Yeah, that's true. Um, Wickham's got a great history. Uh, are you familiar with Larry Joe Taylor and Lorena? I don't know Larry Joe uh, Taylor. No, his I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Y'all are going to give me heck, but uh, <laughs> his name's not Larry Joe Taylor. It's Billy Joe Shaver. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, and the Lorena's. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. For sure. That yeah. story is... I, when I'm in other states, I'll say, have you heard of this? And they're like, no, because I know they haven't. I just want to tell the story uh -huh. again. Oh, yeah. And then they look it up. Inside. Oh, there's so many great stories. Really I like to tell people, there are local people who don't know about Two Street, 
which was where the reservation was. It was the red light district. It was oh, wow. the legalized prostitution area in Waco around the end of the uh, 1800s. And um, pretty neat. And then when they moved Camp MacArthur in, um, the government was like, you have to shut down your red light district. And so they, they shut it down. But yeah, a lot of people grow up here and don't even know that that was right downtown along the river. That's pretty awesome. And there's a blues. I'm doing a story on a blues singer, and his name just totally escaped me. But a lot of, pretty much every blues singer or song is referenced back to this guy from Waco in the 30s. Uh -huh. And it's slipping me, but I can't wait to do more research on yeah, that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And did you know that Neiman Marcus, um, the last place they lived before they started, the store was in Hillsborough, Texas? Oh, I did not and know the, that. the family from the Dillards is also connected to Hillsborough? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, so this whole area, and I'm from Hillsborough, that's why oh, okay. my focus is on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff, and it's good that, like you said, the arts is coming along. And uh -huh. Who are some of your uh, favorite Waco musicians or artists? Um, okay, let's see. Um, well, so there's a there's a, a, a band, and I don't know if they're still together or not. Um, they were recently on Texas uh, Music Cafe, though, um, but it's married with Sea Monsters. Oh, no, I'm not familiar. Oh, God, their music's so good. I would check them out. They're, they're so fantastic. And then um, artists... Um, that's hard to say, but I, I am a fan of, um, well, two come to mind, Brad Settles, okay. um, it, who actually um, is a high school teacher, also a university right. high school, but he's a fantastic artist. And then um, Kate Kagaris is a young guy who is an amazing artist, and okay. um, they're two faves. I can't wait to check them, yeah. check them out. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, or anything you want to... What about Waco? Um, I guess I would just say that if... What's your, let me ask this. What's so long since you've been... What's a favorite Waco memory? What's something that uh, really sticks out? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. That's hard. Um, well, I'll say one thing. Um, so there used to be Church Under the Bridge. Okay. That now, because they're doing so much construction at I-35, they've moved it to the uh, Magnolia Silos area. Mm -hmm. But it used to be literally under I-35 at 4th and 5th Street. And um, I was there once when I was a reporter. Um, and I don't know what I was reporting on, but I was there for a story um, one Sunday morning. And a um, an old biker um, with a cane um, came up to me, and he was like, "I don't want to bother you. I know that you're working." And he gave me um, one of those pennies, but with the cross cut out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I am I'm not a religious person, and um, I'm not even a Christian, but um, he was like, "I just want to give you this." And that's the kind of people that Waco is filled with. It's just um, it meant a lot to me because it was this man who saw that I was a reporter there doing my job and decided that I needed that. And anyway, uh, but I cherished it. Yeah, it it probably meant more to him than it did to you. Well, uh, it, it meant a lot to me, not religiously, but just... The gesture. The gesture. The gesture. That's yeah. exactly it. But um, And then I would say to anybody who wanted to visit Waco to, um, you know, like pull back the layers a little mm -hmm. bit and... Um, uh, find like some gritty authentic stuff to get into. With that said, um, how do you feel about Magnolia and the market <clears throat> in the city? I think um, that what the TV show and their brand has done for uh, making people want to come to Waco and making people have um, good feelings about Waco is 
like we couldn't have paid for that kind of PR. Right. Like that's been amazing. And then I think from there, um, it's upon us in Waco if we want people to feel and see that we are even more than Magnolia, right. we have to be loud. Yeah, yeah. And we have to showcase our best. And we have to advocate for our, for our culture and for our arts. And we are, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but the, the press is, has been great, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. been good for the city. And, as, and even the, uh, Terry Blue is a friend of mine with the- uh, Yeah, Magnolia absolutely. And, and he's not, you know, I asked him. He's not doing it in spite. It's it's just to, like you said, to highlight. Like, there's more here. Look at us too. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, at the base of what he is saying, I mean, it's absolutely true. There is more. I mean, I'm sure the Gaineses would even agree. There's Waco's multifaceted mm -hmm. and diverse. They had a platform to show their their Waco. That's fantastic. And then it's our it's the onus is upon us to use whatever platform we have to say. And it's also amazing hip hop. And it's also, you know, um, some really good punk rock. And it's also um, street artists. So, and, and we are, we're trying and we're doing, so. Well, there is no way that I could end it better than that. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. I know we'll connect again. Definitely the next time I'm, I'm in Waco, I'd like to just touch up and see what's uh, happened since the last time. But uh, with no further ado, I'm Justin. Wendy. And we're out. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.